Um, so what has been going on with you lately? I, <laughs> I am, okay, this is going to sound weird, I know, to a lot of people, but I'm not, like, really a concert person. Okay. <laughs> right? <clears throat> and the reason for that is because I went to a few concerts when I was, um, I don't know, I say younger, but, like, in my 20s. Um, and it was, I went and saw Sugar Rose at the Hollywood Bowl, and I was so excited, but everybody around me was just, like, drunk and messed <laughs> up and, like, yelling and screaming, and I was like, you're ruining it for me! <laughs> and so I haven't gone to a lot of concerts, but... Last week I went to two oh, wow. and Scott, um, my husband, he's seen Tori Amos like a million times. I've never seen her. So we went and saw her in Portland and then, and it was amazing. It was great. She played like some of my favorite stuff that she usually doesn't play too. And then just the other day we drove to Bend, Oregon and we saw Sarah McLaughlin and the Indigo Girls. Oh my God. You're living your like nineties. <laughs> Lilith Fair. Lilith Fair fantasy. That's Absolutely. amazing. It was oh, great. Love it. it was really fun though. And it was like a nice little getaway and, kind of needed um you know just to kind of like get away and and whatnot I I did feel a little anxious because I haven't done too many like things with with a crowd obviously in the past Mm -hmm. several years um but I mean knock on wood everything's fine yeah yeah (laughs) what have you been up to anything fun happened in your life recently oh nothing (laughs) (laughs) I just had uh my third bachelor party um i have what was that like (laughs) oh i mean very subdued we played some board games um yeah right no we were downtown we had had a big suite it was great yeah Yeah, you were there more people came up to you saying oh my god you're the guy from the podcast i I know (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of a weird thing to like it reminds me of when i would do conventions quite a bit because people would come up to your table or my Mm -hmm. table and be like terry oh my gosh Uh, and i'm like who yeah, you. That'd be like, I have no idea who you are, but yeah. they seem to know, you know, stuff about you. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a little jarring at first, but you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah. Hope you liked it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really fun. It was kind of a quintessential bachelor party, bachelorette party. I keep calling it a batchy because it's not gendered and I like the name batchy. So yeah, it was go. a, it was a perfect batchy party and you could assume all the things happened. So it was, yeah, but it, it was, was great. it was great. It was, it was karaoke really, happened. Karaoke. It was fun. Yeah. Going out. Um, just the combination of the people. I was just ecstatic just to have all the people you love all in one space, especially, yeah. you know, after the last two and a half years. Um, so it was yeah. great. And then now I'm switching gears. We finished the school year going into summer camp. So that's always pretty exhausting, but kind of fun. Um, yeah. Work-wise. But then uh, my main focus and energy is starting to shift towards Burning Man because I'm going back to the playa in two months. Um, So I'm putting together looks. I'm talking to my friends at my camp. I'm starting to like think about what this means and be a little bit more intentional. It'll be my number four. Uh, Is there, because like I'm assuming that last year, did they do it last year? No. So Uh, is there any kind of difference this year because of, you know? I mean, I haven't seen anything that's a huge shift. Uh, the last year that it happened was 2019. So it's been three years because oh, wow. of COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, COVID happened in March of 2020. So that one was a bust. And then 2021, we just weren't ready for it. Um, so the interesting thing about Burning Man is, I mean, among a thousand things, but the artwork that's there, the art installations that are massive and in the middle of the desert that you can interact with and climb on, people have been working on them for up to five years for that one burn. So you will like commission to build something and you'll be like starting now, but you'll be like, this is for Burning Man in 2025. 
Uh, yeah. That's pretty normal. Um, so we have three years worth of art installations built up because it's the 2020, 2021, now 2022. So I'm really curious just the like the scale of it, the amount of art and it's going to be a lot of pent up energy because a lot of people just live by this event and that's yeah. their bread and butter. So <clears throat> it's not for me, but uh, it's going to be really exciting to have been there right before COVID and to be there right, uh, not after, but, you know, the first one back since COVID happened. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really crazy to see all that, especially because so much dedication and time has probably been able to go into those art installations mm -hmm. over the over the past few years. Yeah. I saw photos and stuff a couple of years ago of like this huge flamingo statue that someone made. They mm. were really, really impressive. I've told you this many times, <laughs> but I guess for our listeners, I love that you and I are close friends and that you go to Burning Man and I'm like, if I could just do like Frosty Lady and sit in an air-conditioned like yeah, room yeah. with my tea and a blanket and watch uh -huh, some cartoons uh -huh. and watch a sculpture of like an ice sculpture of a woman just melt over the course of a couple sure, of days. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's like more my speed. I but get it. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe there has been, but I don't understand why there hasn't been some sort of like art book or like photo book I, yeah, of like all these amazing sculptures and things that people put up. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean... I, I, I've, I've been many times and even every time I go, I never see everything. And then after the burn, people will be like, you didn't see the gigantic elephant. And I'm like, no, I didn't see it. It's, it's so Someone expansive. should like, like you, you can take your phone and take pictures and yeah. stuff, right? Oh yeah. So like you should, um, Michael, you should <laughs> <laughs> just take a ton of pictures. And then like, yeah, you know, you know how they have those like apps now where you can just upload photos from Instagram and it'll print sure. you a book. Yeah, I did that. It was like 20 bucks. I did that for I, a trip to Mexico. I did City do that for my dad for Burning Man for a calendar because he's always really fascinated with this Burning Man thing. Mm. But uh, and and I intentionally took a lot of pictures uh, last time and it was great. I am trying to think about uh, not looking at my phone once for the whole time. Ooh. Um, I, I think that'll be really helpful and jarring and weird. And I, it's an intention I'm putting out. So I think I might just bring a Polaroid camera with me because well, I've also idea, like, yeah. you know, it'll be my fourth burn. I've done the whole, like, I'm going to be a photographer all day. I'm going to go take pictures of stuff. I have a lot of Burning Man photography that I'm kind of like, okay on that side. But if there's something like shockingly, I want to yeah. take a picture of, or I run into like Rihanna, like I need something like right. something to capture a moment. But uh, you have like a digital camera. I thought about getting a digital camera. I have one. You can just use one of mine. I mean, if you're okay with it basically being busted afterwards, I might buy oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're okay with like sand all up in it. Yeah. Like the desert just, it, it eats things. Like you can't, yeah. like I, I was thinking about getting some sort of water waterproof one um so that i can take it on my honeymoon later because we're going to go to this big water park oh, resort yeah. um so i'm thinking yeah considering nice. things but it's been really fun to be uh yeah intentional especially about the costumes i've realized this is the last thing i'll say about it but uh i've keep waiting to be in like the best shape to wear crop tops i've been wanting to wear crop tops for the last like five years and they keep being like one day one day i'm gonna like look good in a crop top and i'm so excited to eventually do that and this summer I'm just like, I'm 40. I'm tired. I'm just going to oh, wear a crop top. I'm just going to wear it. I'm just going to wear it. And like, just, I don't actually care. Just wear it. Yeah. Just wear it. And, and like, I, I've actually bought a few for Burning Man and it feels really fun to put on. And I'm kind of like, 
you know, fuck it. I'm 40. Like, I'm going to wear this crop top and go to Burning Man. And it yeah, feels really good to get to that place. Yeah. I have been going to the, you know this, I've been going to the gym for like maybe three months now and I haven't lost a single pound. <laughs> but, I, but I go and I just basically watch my TV shows that I want to watch on sure. like the treadmill or the elliptical. I can tell that like I live on a hill and I can tell that when I walk up the hill, I'm not like winded anymore. Yeah. So at least there's that. Totally. But I... I don't want to lose weight necessarily to like, you know, like I'm okay. I am 41. I am not trying to be cute for someone, anyone but myself. Right. 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 But like, but maybe my husband, but like, um, I just want to get to a point where I'm like healthier and my hips and back don't hurt all the time. This is thrilling. You guys, I know this is, I know, I know, I know, (laughs) but like we're, I think we're at that age where it's like, and especially the work that I do, I sit in a chair all day and write or draw and, you know, and so my back and my hips are all the time. I just want to get to a place where I'm healthier and a little bit more fit so that I have energy and my body is in a good place. Yeah. Also, because I, I, I had like, this is a weirdness that I think, I don't know, some people might not understand, but I have historically not liked dressing up in like a suit, right? Mm-hmm. A suit and tie, mm-hmm. because when I do that, it reminds me of being a Mormon missionary. Mm. And I'm like, I don't need to feel that way again. Totally. So, but lately I've, I've been thinking about like, well, but if I could have a nice suit that was like a fun color, that's not like a missionary color or whatever, yeah. you know? And so it's one of my goals is like, if I can lose a certain amount of weight, I'm going to buy myself a nice suit. Yeah. And so I kind of want to get to that point just to like, also I have clothes that I just really like that I want to fit into again. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And so I, I, I'm, ugh, I bought a case of soda <laughs> and I told myself that when this soda has gone. I'm done. Like yeah. I'm just drinking water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and I'm going and I've started adding weights and like sit-ups and push-ups and all that to like my gym time. Yeah. Because I do want to start seeing like better results. And I see mm-hmm. all this stuff people are posting now. I think the newest fad is like intermittent fasting. Totally. And I'm like, isn't that just starving yourself? <laughs> yeah. It's literally just like anorexia light. Like <laughs> <laughs> I say that and I yeah. totally do it too. Um, because I I can do it. It doesn't, it doesn't like throw me off that bad. I just like sna- I just snack a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to stop, but you know, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to motivate myself. I'm telling everyone, putting this out there into the world, you guys, to the listeners, so they can keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. And so that hopefully like in a couple months, I can update you and tell you that I've lost like a little bit of weight. Well, um, and you know, if you're working out a lot, you're going to gain muscle. Sometimes the number isn't always like what you right. should, you so, know, focus on how your clothes fit and how you feel. That's true. I guess I shouldn't focus so much on the number, but I do want to feel like if I can fit into some of the old clothes that I have, totally, then I will know that I've gotten, you know, totally. to a place that's a little bit Hell better. Yeah. And, and like, maybe just focus on um, measuring like my waist or something. I don't totally. Know. Yeah. Something like that. Even though, isn't that the last place men lose weight is in there? Yeah, so probably. it's like, oh, I know. And I'm just tired. Overall, I'm just tired. I know. Anyway, yeah, so guys, (laughs) yeah, great. So that's a a thrilling intro. I know for you guys about about our tiredness. Yeah, we are gay Um, and tired. Happy Pride. (laughs) Happy Pride, guys. Um, I I am gonna say real quick. I'm gonna go see Willow Pill for Pride. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing Juno Birch in Seattle. Oh my god. So Juno Birch is a British drag queen, I believe, from Manchester. Um, and she's trans and she, her character is like a blue alien lady would see from Mars attacks. 
kind oh, of amazing. Like, okay. Yeah. And, oh and, yes, and she, I I yeah. can picture the like yeah. picture of her close up with she the glasses. Gla- she always has glasses. Yes, 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 she yes, paints, yes. She paints herself like a cartoon, like highlights and stuff. Yes, and, and she she's plays, like super like, blue. Yeah. Yes, and she her catchphrases are like, "Yes, that's happening." <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah. um, she she does she like does really cool artwork. She has she like streams herself playing like um like The Sims and stuff. She's really cool, and she's cool. doing a tour Fun. around the U.S. right now. And just filmed some stuff, I believe, or she was just with Trixie in Palm Springs when they were doing Trixie Motel. Totally. And she took a ton of pictures because that was kind of like her aesthetic is, I guess, like yeah. this 60s weird alien lady. That's love it. Like, you know, human. I love it. Love um, it. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about um, some pop culture? <laughs> All right. Um... So did you watch... The new Marvel show. <laughs> I sure did. First of all, I finished Moon Knight last night. Ooh. And it was a struggle for me. I really? kind of like, like dragged my feet through it. Uh, I kept having to take a break from it and coming back. I, I, I don't know. I love Oscar Isaac, but me too. I, yeah, I, I wasn't like, it's not my favorite. I'll say, I'll say that it was, I think one of the most different mm-hmm. kind of shows that they've made. And also it kind of stands alone. It's not really tied it, to any other. Yeah. You know, Marvel I appreciate so that. Yeah, there, cool. There's like no <laughs> references to anything else in Marvel, which yeah. I, it is kind of fun. And I, I appreciate the, like, you know, the representation of an Egyptian uh, superhero sure. and um, the girl was a badass. Yeah, I, she was cool. She was very cool. She elevated it for me in like the last episode, like towards the end. Um, well, obviously this is where my mind goes, but like, I'm thinking the whole time, like, wait a minute. So is Moon Knight Latino? Is he Latino? Like, this is Oscar Isaac. Is he playing a Latino? Is this, right. like, you know, and I was like, okay, but is he Egyptian? Like, I don't get this. What's going on? Yeah. And at the end, spoiler guys, big spoiler. Do not listen if you don't want to hear <laughs> this. But one of his personalities speaks Spanish. Okay. And, I- it, and, and all the actors who are hired to play his family members are also, I believe, from the Latinx community. Interesting. So, but you but you get in the show that his character's Jewish. So like I thought mm-hmm. I think it's interesting if they acknowledge this that there are Latinx Jewish people. So yeah. I thought totally. that'd be really cool but like unless you say it like we still have to wonder is there a Latinx Marvel hero? Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. we can talk about America Chavez but she's like from a different universe so like yeah. she's not really from Puerto Rico or <laughs> yeah. something you know yeah. like but yeah. um and and don't come for me with like your Salma Hayek and Zoe Saldana because they're playing aliens, girl. Yeah, um, that's true. But um, anyway, it was interesting to go from like one Marvel show where there was no kind of reference to anything else really to yeah. one that's like Avengers Con. One big right? reference. Yeah. yeah. So I started watching or reading Miss Marvel when it was a brand new comic, which was like 2016 probably. Forever ago, you and I for- had this like comic like like a book club, but we like had comics. a gay we read comic that. book yeah. club. Yeah, we did. And I stuck with it. I stuck with it this whole time. And yeah. I really, really grew attached to uh, Kamala. And is it Kamala or Kamala? I feel so like- I know in this, so whenever they, whenever I've heard them speak about her and in the show, they say Kamala. Okay, Kamala. I believe, right? I think so yeah. too. Yeah. So it's pronounced um, not like the vice president. <laughs> gotcha. That, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. So um, I, I'm very attached to this character. I, I, you know, I've read her so much. I could hear her voice in my head. I had my whole idea of her and I loved her superpowers. And, you know, when they first released a teaser, there was a lot of like, oh, they changed her quite mm-hmm. a bit. And I was really bummed because I, I get that, like, you know, maybe they didn't want it to be similar to Mr. Fantastic because 
to, to go back in the original comic, she was an inhuman. So that meant yeah, she you, got her power from like a green Terrigen mists from the Inhumans. Yes, she went into it and got her powers. But obviously, since they tried to do the Inhumans on TV in Marvel and, and it didn't failed. work, they right. were like, "Ooh, we need a new way to introduce her powers." Yeah, but like, so Inhumans were you were like actually half alien and didn't know you had yeah. like alien DNA, and then this Terrigen mist like awakens that part of you, and then you wake up in an egg. And you break out of the egg and then you have superpowers. And sometimes people come out looking totally different and they look mm -hmm. crazy and, you know. And when Kamala she came out of like, when she like got her powers, she manifested looking like she had morphed into Carol Danvers. Yeah, she was full on Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because that's who she, you know, idolized. idolized. So she's walking around as Carol Danvers, uh, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel flying everything. And then... It turns out that she's more of like a shapeshifter and she can alter it, the structure of her body. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. And so she could do that to where she literally looked just like Captain Marvel, even though she doesn't do that really anymore. She's not well, like a, a mystique. Yeah. Character, I but... thought that was so such a powerful statement, though, where it was like, oh, in her mind, the mm -hmm. idealized version of the superhero was this blonde white mm -hmm. you know, lady mm -hmm. and she had to kind of come to this realization that like no she as herself can look like a superhero and yes. her powers can be used in this other way not yeah. to change the way she looks but to right. like enhance or in, they call it embiggen kind yeah. of sometimes but she can also make herself small whatever yeah but like to embiggen herself and you know it was kind of interesting comment i think on i that. loved that i loved that so much yeah. that she didn't have to be yeah, the ideal image mm -hmm. of what she thought a superhero looked like. Um, and then I loved her powers because she could just make parts of her big. So she her hand would become gigantic and she would punch yeah. something or her foot would get big or she'd get to be or as tall as she could make her legs building. like super long. And, yeah, you know, and like yeah. run through the city, you know, mm -hmm. or get really tiny and like go through <clears> little <throat> crevices. Um, yeah. So I was, ex I loved that. I loved how it was cartoony, but uh, fun and um I guess we could start with like what they got right in the show. So the things I think they got right was the her family casting. They oh yeah, that was were good. great. I thought they really embodied like those characters. I'm excited to see them and what they go through. And her friends, I thought that was really good casting. Uh, the like, I, the the casting of Kamala. I'm hoping I really get into. I wasn't initially like super stoked. She doesn't have the like quirky uh there, there's like a there's she has like a really silly loud like yeah. always falling over herself tripping on her own feet uh vibe and this girl is kind of more quiet so i don't know i just felt like there was a difference there i kind of liked her but i think maybe what we're experiencing as readers of the comic and fans who like the comic is that this character, you know, there's a bit of like, she's obsessed with Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's that in the show too, but like so much of it is she's obsessed with like the superhero idea. And yeah. she go, wants to go to Avengers Con and she, right. you know, so like a huge chunk of her personality is that mm -hmm. and um, not necessarily tied so much to like anything else. Because um, one of the things I remember the most about the comic is her in like the circle queue, whatever, like the store, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. smelling this like bacon and she just like really wants to try it, but she knows she can't. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, stuff like that's kind of cute. Um, uh -huh. But I did I did think she was good. I think she'll be, you know, get better and better as the show goes I do on. Too. Um, that's Iman Vellani, the, the star mm -hmm. of the show. Mm -hmm. um, the first episode is called Generation Y, mm -hmm. W-H-Y, which I think is kind of interesting to think about in terms mm -hmm. of the episode. Like, mm -hmm. 
you know, she's trying to figure out her future and who she wants to be. And I think the mm-hmm. question is like, well, why are you obsessed with this? Why do you, why do you think heroes are great? Mm-hmm. And she has a conversation with her friend where she's like, you know, brown girls from Jersey City don't usually don't really save the world. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the comic and maybe the show, um, you know, really struck a nerve with people mm-hmm. because, you know, if that doesn't tell you that representation is important, yeah, then, you know, I don't know what does, you know, mm-hmm. she, um, I remember that like, Miles Morales and her kind of were at the same time, like created this like fun new sort of wave of uh, superheroes yeah. within Marvel and young mm-hmm. heroes. And um, I, the Miss Marvel comic was a big inspiration for what I wanted to do when I wrote Reptil. Yeah. You know? And so I, I have like, I don't know, not emotional ties to the comic, but I was really inspired by it. And I mm-hmm. think that, um, hopefully we'll get, I don't know, a really fun, cool story out of it. it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a, a, you know, the bracelet, I guess, that yeah. she wears is kind of where she gets her powers. And there's all these hints dropped in that first episode from her mom about, oh, you're a daydreamer, just like my mother and blah, blah, blah. I know. That's her mom's like, so, so it's like, obviously like, are we going to get into this like grandma and her like bracelet of powers or something yeah. like, and and I think that they did this so that her powers would be maybe more strongly tied to her culture. Sure. So sure. I don't know. I guess. Oh, the one thing I really loved about the show was that it looked different from every other Marvel show. Yeah. And yes. the way they did like text messaging, the way that there's like animation throughout, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. was really, really cool. And yeah. I thought that was a really fun part of the show. It was visually so fun really to cool. watch. It was yeah. so cool. There was so much going on. Really. Yeah, her like artwork is all over the graffiti and it's animated as she's running down the streets. Oh, that intro, like the intro to the show where she's like making a YouTube video and it's all with like paper cutout drawings that she's, I was like, this is my everything. I make so many paper cutouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, this is really cool and it's a fun way to do it and lends itself really well to sort of like a youthful, you know, yeah, vibe. Totally. Yeah, really cool, um, I liked it. Yeah, Did you catch I, that the high school counselor's name was like, gw like gabe wilson which is a nod to g willow wilson who was the writer of the comic oh no that's really cute Mm -hmm. um yeah i the idea that her mom might have some idea about her powers before her or know that this is something in the family i i wasn't that stoked about because i did love how she it was such a conflict always that she had to hide it from her family and it was the like she was between two identities and two worlds which i felt like a lot of young people of color could identify with is having to yeah. live these double lives of the culture at home and the culture at school. And I was appreciated how she would, uh, you know, show the struggle of living between those two identities. I and don't, so, sorry, go ahead. No, just having it be tied to her, the powers already being in her family and having it be something that her mom might already know. I just didn't know if it would take away from that. I don't know if I got that her mom knows, knows about the powers, just that she probably resents her own mother for for being that way for being a certain way or for doing something or maybe maybe her grandma had powers and she was always Mm -hmm. gone yeah yeah, she resents her mom for like daydreaming and always be gone like who knows totally yeah i i I think that i would hope that they don't have the mom like really know about this because Mm -hmm. then it um lessens i think the tension of her totally hide it yes exactly absolutely i have one question about the episode and i want to know why avengers con 
is in a tiny warehouse at night. I, uh, thank you. <laughs> why, it's like why like, is it like not a, like Saturday morning? Like in a big convention center, a huge convention center for like a week long. Like, yeah. why is it like an underground event? Like, and there's there's no like special guests. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> nope. Just like yeah, displays of them and like people in costumes was yeah. it. Yeah, I that's mean, so true. Obviously, because the character needs to sneak out at night, blah, blah, blah. But sure. I, don't know, I feel like you could alter that slightly and just be like, it's a Saturday afternoon and she's supposed to go to like, you know, church with her mom or something. Totally. Or blah, 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 totally. You know? And she's like, no, but I really want to do this instead. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny to think about. That's a good point. Um, I mean, you and I have been to many a convention. Many a convention. And they're not really at night. <laughs> they're, no, they're, they close down at like seven o'clock. Yeah. Or earlier, right? And and like they're massive, and those are just regular comic book conventions. If we had real superheroes, I mean, there'd oh be gosh, like yeah. there'd be like a year long convention at all at all times. Like sure, you, it'd be like a museum you could just go see, right? Um, well, but I mean, it was well, still fun. I can't wait for the next. It was episode. really fun. I and the idea that uh, you know the next Captain Marvel movie is called The Marvels. Yeah, because it'll be the two of them pairing up. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. I am kind of hoping that they can expand her powers in some way, or like it starts well, with the bracelet, and then maybe she gets powers mm. in another capacity. Or yeah, I would hope that like just like in the comics, where her first sort of incarnation of her powers is that like she turns, she looks like Captain Marvel. Yeah, I would hope that this is just a starting point. Like, yeah. why can't they eventually? Sh- she'd be like, oh, I don't need to use this. Like, I don't need to make this purple thing, whatever anymore. Yeah. And she just has it be like. Her body. Yes. So, you know, so who knows, but I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, no, they no. got, they got a lot of backlash about that, about her powers being so different. Um, and, and Marvel didn't really like care. So I'm wondering if they have some plans to give us what we're, well, I will say this. And I think coming up, you and I will be talking about another Marvel movie, but, um, when I remember when, we were introduced in the MCU to um, Wanda. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this Avril Lavigne looking punk rock girl? Right. Like, that is right. not the Scarlet Witch. Right. 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 Yeah. But had they started out that way, there would have been nowhere to really go. Like yeah. you had to like get to the point where she evolves into that and then mm-hmm. she's powerful and whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would hope that like, yeah, if they're going to keep this character around for a long time, then yeah, she's got to have a place to go. Yeah. I will say that when I saw the first photos of her in costume, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's pretty great. That's like pretty accurate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shoes are a little different and she's wearing mm-hmm. like Converse, but that's kind of a cute change. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is kind of, it's really, really close. And then recently, I'll try to find it and send it to you. But I think on Twitter, I liked someone's artwork they did of like comic version of Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and then TV version. And they are so different. Mm-hmm. Like the colors are different. Yeah. Um, in the comics, she kind of has shorter hair and like bangs. Yeah. And her hair is like brown. And in mm-hmm. the show, her hair is like straight and parted in the middle and mm-hmm. black. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's just like kind of interesting to see these two different versions. And yeah. I yeah. wonder if she'll have that like uh there's probably a word I'm trying to think of, but like the sash that like flows mm-hmm. behind her. I love that. Yeah. I think oh. well, it's shown, I think, in one of the commercials. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, that actress, Iman. Mm-hmm. she's like a super comic nerd cute yeah and like she's talking about um on the red carpet someone was like well how do you feel about the mcu finally saying that it's like you know 
Earth 616. She's like, oh no. She's like, this isn't Earth 616. She's like, Earth 616 is, and she starts talking about the comics. Oh my God. And she's like, this universe is blah, 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 because da 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 da. Like, it was really funny to see that she that's she knows really that. knows those co- yeah and she was a fan of the comic and she yeah she spent her allowance on it and it's kind of cute, cute that like they got someone who really is very knowledgeable about comics yeah. and a fan of that to that's you know, great express that so yeah love yeah. it i'm excited to see where it goes i have yeah. i do like marvel has not really led me astray so right i i think they'll they'll provide what we're yeah. wanting when do we get the x-men <laughs> when do we get the x-men because the rumors <laughs> are that you know Kamala and Captain Marvel are going to be in a movie called The Marvels and that the villain is potentially supposed to be Rogue coming mm-hmm. in to take uh, Captain Marvel's powers away from her and then that could introduce everything. I can't wait. That would be so I Can you imagine wait. if Rogue was the introduction uh, to What a great in What MCU? a great introduction. Yeah. And we would actually get a Rogue in the movies that's like got yeah. her powers yeah that starts there like no shade to anna paquin but like that's not we are ready for it we are um, ready for it. so i watched a movie i think you watched it too that yeah. i want to talk about okay and it's called fire island uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see it i did see it what did i you watched think? it for this podcast uh generally loved it um i i tend to go into watching gay movies or queer movies lgbtq plus movies with like a pretty critical lens Mm. um even though it's created by queer people i still i get it can be cringy so quickly and you know i was gonna say do you think that's because we grew up watching so many bad ones (laughs) yes and it can be really derivative and it can be watered down or it can be over the top or very queer as folk and i'm kind of like it's it is actually really tricky to to find yourself in these movies Mm -hmm. you can see uh communities that you've been a part of and you're like oh I've met that person I've met that person met that person but I don't typically identify with people in these movies personally uh this one I did I felt like I actually really related to Howie uh which is the um same yeah uh Bowen Yang's character character. yeah uh I mean for most of my life you know from 20 years old to 40 years old the last 20 years I've experienced you know what it's like to be in the gay community of different capacities uh and it's really hard it's really really hard and um i appreciated the bow the the howie and charlie uh storyline like dynamic and the dynamic i get it um but to be honest i was more invested into the like noah and um noah charlie noah is no, wait. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No, because there's Charlie and Howie. Charlie is like the Hawkeye that Howie's into. Right? Yeah. 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 And then there's the other couple that has like a sub storyline. Oh, is it Will? Will and Noah. Yeah. I was almost more into their storyline. Like, I loved that it started with this. Like, they, I felt like that was more in depth about like how hard it is to find an actual connection or just to be human in that culture, because we've been to these, you know, epic gay parties. I've been to, you know, at Burning Man, they happen all the time and during pride and block parties and rooster rock and like all these places where it's like, you know, it, those spaces are extremely overwhelming. They can be really fun, but they can also be extremely stressful and really hard to make a real connection with anybody. And I felt like their storyline was so focused on that. Like, they actually have a connection, but it's like 
in all the mix of all of this, it's hard to actually like, uh, like dig down to that, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciated. Um, I love that it was like a Pride and Prejudice storyline. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cute. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm still I, like all over it with it. But I get what you're saying about it, though. I, I tweeted a bunch of stuff about it. And um, I won't read the whole thing, but like I found my tweets about it. And I wrote, sometimes I wonder what it must have been like for someone to grow up not having to wonder if they'd ever see themselves reflected back in a movie or a book. Yeah. Fire Island, directed by Andrew Ahn, um, I said it had a great variety of representation in it and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, even just see, this is like, cause you were saying like, you know, it's hard to find yourself in a movie. Mm-hmm. I said, even just seeing Tomas Matos play an effeminate gay Latino screaming in frustration, bitch, who is this? Seriously, you couldn't get Marissa Tomei, but yeah. you got Alicia Vikander. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I guess I don't have to search so hard anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm like a thin, cute, wearing mm-hmm. like, you know, um, tight crop top, whatever. That's not mm-hmm. kind of who I am as a queer person. Mm-hmm. But the attitude and the like pop culture, and obviously we have a pop culture podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was great. And I wrote like, mm-hmm. what a fun script and story. And so- yeah. Um, I just really, I don't know. It, it kind of stuck with me. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great film. I loved seeing Margaret Cho in a movie mm-hmm. again. Um, I loved that. Uh, what, what really kind of hit me was that I, we were watching a movie about how gay men of color, specifically Asian men mm-hmm. interact in this like overtly white space. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there are these like microaggressions that happen all throughout the movie mm-hmm. where like, I remember one of the guys says like, Oh, he's Asian, but like, I think his dad's white or something Yeah, as like making it okay to date him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was kind of crazy. And then mm-hmm. Bowen Yang's character has like this great monologue with, um, with uh, Joel Kim Booster where he's saying like, you know, we don't like, I don't feel like this is the place for me. Kind of, I don't belong here. I don't want to see this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really fun. It was really powerful. The other part that I loved (laughs) was, um, it was mostly that character. I don't remember his name, but the Tomas Matos character, um, where he's like, um, how he didn't come home last or no, Luke didn't come home last night. Like, I swear to God, if something happened to him, we were making a podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I saw that too. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, uh, and then the other thing he says that kills me. Sorry guys. If you like, don't want spoilers, just go watch it and like stop mm-hmm. this episode. But they're all watching the sunset and he's, t- he's talking to the sun. He's like, you did that girl. Good job. Yeah. See, yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow. You set, you, you set. set. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, for me, it's, and I know some of that stuff was probably like ad-libbed and whatever too. Yeah. yeah. Like just the idea that someone wrote this fun movie, they got Mm -hmm. it made, you know, like they hired fun actors who were like actually friends with each other too. You know, that I think that added a lot to, to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. When you say it like that, I realized that um, the storyline itself, I didn't care that much about to be honest, the, the like Charlie and Howie storyline, I was like, don't go for him. He's just a, uh, like, I didn't care. I thought it was really sweet when he did like a big romantic gesture at the end. I thought that was adorable. It made me tear up, but like, that wasn't what drove me to like through the movie. Like it was the tiny moments that were, were the morsels that I appreciated the most, the little quippy things that they were saying to each other that I was like, I feel seen that is totally, you know, just like, that's way harsh tie and like 
like they do mean girl mm-hmm. quotes like they're constantly referencing things that like well, to be honest like that is how we are like right. we are saying those references throughout our day all the time and you and i have talked about like um the importance of having gay friends yeah mm-hmm. and not just like you know where every gay, obviously there's a romance in this movie mm-hmm. it's you know pride and prejudice mm-hmm. but like I feel like the meat of this story is actually the friendship between yeah. um, Howie and mm-hmm. is it Charlie. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Noah. Noah. Howie oh, and their Noah. friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. friendship. And that they understand each. He says, he says something to him about you are the only other person who understands mm-hmm. what it feels like to, to not be wanted like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And and then he says, like, you deal with it in a certain way, but mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I and mm-hmm. it was interesting because like that, you know there was that cute moment at the end with Howie and Charlie, mm-hmm. but I feel like the most emotional moment is between mm-hmm. these two friends. And that was really totally. cool. I, you know, when it started, I will be honest, I don't know the like <laughs> Pride and Prejudice that well. So I didn't know where the story was going to go. Mm-hmm. I just knew that it was based on it. Uh, so I didn't know if the two friends were going to have some sort of like romance because I almost uh. felt like it was starting there where like there was some jealousy, there was some, something going on internally. And I was like, oh, that might be where that is headed. And then I was really happy that it didn't because it showed the actual uh, complexities of how gay relationships can be while you're dating and seeing other people, but you're really close with this one person. You don't want to lose them, but you want them to be happy. And like, it can be really complicated. Um, So I really appreciate that they showed that part of it. Um, I definitely want to have a Margaret show in my life. I need like a, a motherly figure who owns this fabulous house with an amazing pool who lives on fire right. Island or anywhere amazing that I can. I mean, that's kind of my friend, Willie, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I was like, don't you have a friend in Hawaii? I, I do. That's what hundred percent Willie, even though we're like the same age. Uh, but she has her like acreage in the jungle in Hawaii that I just need to like go run off to sometimes. But yeah. Um, well, have you heard about the sequel they're making? It's called burning man and it's going to take place at burning man. No. Are you kidding? No, yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, it's like <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> They're all gonna go to Burning Man. <laughs> oh my god, that's um, funny. I well, for all the listeners who are tuning in because they heard us from the Britney podcast, thank you, Britney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much Britney stuff that still happens pop culture wise that you know we could do a little segment, we could do a little thing, um, like a little update every once in a while or a yeah. pop culture moment that happened. And I think that this little segment, we should just call it Gimme More. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it's it. Your, it's your Britney update. I love it. Um, and what I find funny is that the pop culture thing that came into like the, my, I guess my consciousness, you know, um, this past week was that while watching Fire Island, <laughs> they have this karaoke moment mm-hmm. <laughs> where three of them, um, it's uh, Bowen Yang and two of his friends sing a Britney song. They sing Sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And then... I guess, so there's a band I really like, they're called Muna, and um, I guess when Andrew and um, Andrew Ahn was talking to, Bo, uh, not Bowen Yang, talking to Joel Kim Booster about making the movie, he asked him what kind of music he wanted in it, and he mentioned Muna, and mm-hmm. then they asked them to do a cover of Sometimes, which it plays at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a really great cover, it's really cute, it's, it's a so really well done. good cover, yeah. yeah, and it's like, kind of dancey and kind of mm-hmm. fun. I don't know it's just really fun and I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it yeah yeah love that too yeah. 
And I, I messaged you like, um, you have to watch this movie now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's funny, you and Elise both sent me the same video of that cover, like the same day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You're like, all right, I got it. <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> you still have to watch um, Promising Young Woman so you can hear the orchestral <sighs> score of Toxic. Totally. Yeah, I yeah. will. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was so funny. I went to, you know, that I went to Palm Springs with a bunch of um, like mm-hmm. gay comics friends not long ago. And we all wanted to watch a movie but we were limited to what that that um, house had on like on demand. And mm-hmm. I don't even remember what movie we were gonna watch, but it wasn't available for free. And the next alphabetically, the next closest movie was Promising Young Woman. And uh. I was like, oh, that's a good movie. And someone's like, what's it about? And I was like, oh, it's like a Me Too revenge movie. And everybody was like, work, let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, it was great. I love it. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, um, yeah, I, I guess. I think that's it for now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Yeah, Stay thank for you. For our next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.